You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 214, with Robert Kandel. Today we're talking about why men and boys are under attack, and we're delivering some tough love. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there. I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, where we are sharing stories, our own stories, my story, many other people's stories about living an amazing life of abundance. A kick in the gut moment that got many of us to where we are today and kind of redefined who we are and how we're paying it forward in the community and in some cases the world. Today's conversation is absolutely no different, and it's a very important conversation for us to have these days. At least it's very important to me, and it's something I've been talking about for quite a bit. There is no question in my mind that there is a war on men and boys in this world, but I don't see us as victims. And and you should not see yourself as a victim or act like you are a victim. The way I see it, we need to hang out more as men and include our boys in our daily activities, our productive daily activities. We also need to spend much more time with women and girls in our lives. And in our conversation today, Robert Kendall brings up some very good points on this topic. He also shares a few books that I've already gotten and started listening to because I listen to the audiobook. What I do, guys, is I listen to an audiobook first. If it has a lot of data or if it's something that I want to continue to reference, then I'll usually buy the hardback. I don't usually buy the digital. I'm not really good at reading digital books. I will if I'm in a pinch or if it's a free book that somebody's given me. But uh, I will get the hard book so that I can have it as a reference and reference back to it. And you'll see all my books here in my office as well. Anyway, he shares some really good books that I feel are vital for us to read with other men and with the boys in our lives and our community. Men, listen, we have to take responsibility for who we are and who we are supposed to be in our community. So our future guest today hailed as part football coach, part loving dad, and part slightly crazed drill sergeant. Robert Kendall has spent the last 16 years helping people re-energize their lives and build better relationships through more honest and authentic connection. After building a successful consulting firm in San Francisco, he then took his business acumen and co-founded One Taste in 2004 with Nicole Deadon. I hope I pronounced that right. Taking on the challenging task of bringing conscious sexuality to the mainstream market, Robert built the company from scratch to a high seven-figure international corporation. He left One Taste in 2014 to start his own consulting firm, helping small businesses become marketable and profitable. Robert is also an accomplished teacher, coach, and lecturer. He brings his enthusiasm and acumen to his weekly podcast, Tough Love on subjects around relationships, intimacy, communication, and gender dynamics. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Robert Kendall. Robert, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing really great. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. Where are you at in the world? I am in Los Angeles, in the San Fernando Valley of L.A. Los Angeles. You know, I've been to Los Angeles. It was many, many years ago, and I was delivering 
windows. I worked for a window company, believe it or not, <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I used to like going in, in the big rigs and the trucks, and we used to deliver it out to L.A. and Vegas and stuff like that. And I remember my time in L.A., and I was just, you know, I grew up in a rough neighborhood in Phoenix, Arizona. But just the area where we had a hotel in L.A., it was... Mm-hmm. I don't know, just not my kind of rough, not my neighborhood. Let's put it that way. And I, I just stayed in the hotel the whole time. But it might have more to do with the location than the actual town because I know quite a few folks in L.A. in that area. Well, Los Angeles is hundreds, if not three or four hundred different types of neighborhoods. So yeah, yeah. there are some that are incredibly uh, rough and challenging and scary and other ones that are just like beautiful and decadent and yeah. all the ones in between. So L.A. cannot be... Um, described by a single neighborhood. Yeah, I totally get it. Now, one person that described it very well is a guy that I've been a uh, really good guy. I've actually become friends with. He was a past guest on the show, uh, Evan Money. Mm, and, I've uh, heard of him. Yeah, he's way out. Like where he described it, there were like peacocks and all kinds. I said, that does not sound like the LA I've ever heard. So he painted one of the best pictures I've ever heard of LA. So that's really awesome. Nice. So I want to give some love to the talent squad, Rebecca Fawcett, who introduced you and I. Um, we would have never gotten connected if it hadn't been for uh, the talent squad. So how's that working out for you? I mean, would you like to give some some love out to Rebecca? Yeah, Rebecca and Kelly uh, work the talent squad. I met them at a podcast conference. I wasn't really looking for a podcast agent, and I just met them and said, oh, my God, these people can help me. And I've been working with them for eight months now and really outstanding, outstanding uh, introductions, including you, sir. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm glad that's working out for you. And I love my uh, agencies that reach out to me to uh, introduce me to some amazing guests. And I've, I've had a great experience from the whole process because they really do do their work in seeing what kind of guest would best fit the show as opposed to a few that have reached out to me have said, hey, I got a guest for your show, and they're just throwing people out there, and and it's just not a match. It's just right. not. But this one was a really, really good match. I saw it as soon as I saw your bio and uh, looked a little bit more into you, and I said, absolutely, this is exactly who I want to talk to on, on Men of Abundance. So awesome. thanks, thanks to them, and um, it, I truly appreciate that. So before we get too much into our conversation, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today? I am very grateful for my wife, Morgan, uh, who I've been married uh, just a mere seven months, though we've known each other for several years now. And we're in the middle of a tiff. <laughs> we're having a little <laughs> heated discussion that's been going on for about uh, you know, 18, 20 hours at this point. But just the way we argue, just the way we uh, speak our mind and communicate, it's just the most epic relationship I've ever had. And it was some really rough moments last night. And at the same time, there's always this deep connection. I'm, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to take responsibility. And I'm really grateful for her in this very moment. You know, that's really, really important that you said that on so many levels. I'm going to ask a personal question. How long have you been sure. married? We got married December of last year. Okay. Okay. So you're still very much newlyweds. Yes. Yeah. I love to see that you're doing that because... Um, I'm no counselor. I don't want to act like I am. I've been married for 25 years and uh, I think I know a few things, uh, only through, you know, my experiences in the military and dealing with, you know, young couples, young Mm -hmm. marriages, you know, being separated, being deployed, 
I've seen the gamut of one one end to the other end. It's just so important to have those conversations. Uh, a, a high school friend of mine, actually a grade school friend of mine, he points this out quite often. He'll put stuff up on uh, Facebook and whatnot, and he'll have this conversation and basically say, look, being married isn't you know roses every single day. Sometimes we don't get along. Sometimes I don't like her and mm-hmm. she don't like me. But in, at the end of the day, we have each other's back, you know, and, and we don't give up on the relationship, on the situation, just because we disagree in maybe how we raise our kids or what to have for dinner that night, you know, um, just any number of things. So it's so important to have those conversations and to realize that you love each other and you can disagree with each other. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the funny part about relationships and especially long-term, deep, intimate relationships is we often uh, dump the ugly parts on the people we trust. Mm. So we tend to get in arguments with the people who we know we can be ourselves to a degree. They're not going to bail and run. So we tend to bring out both the best sides of ourselves, but also the worst sides of ourselves. And so it's, it's inside the relationship that we grow. Relationship is evolution. Relationship is uh, mastery. And so uh, I really know that with Morgan, the more we talk, the more we discover, well, this is about the circumstance, but it's also about this circumstance. It's really about this, and it's this childhood wound, and blah, 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 and then all of a sudden, we learn so much about ourselves inside those heated discussions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And guys, that's true in any relationship. That's true in your marriage. That's true with your kids. That's true with your coworkers, your boss, your employees, business partners, everybody. That's true in any walk of life. If you really want to nurture that relationship you have to have that understanding of where the behavior is coming from Mm -hmm. and the thought process extremely extremely important so here's the stumping question for you how would you describe (laughs) yourself i am a complicated man (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love the beginning of this yeah i considered myself normal till i was around 28 Uh, in the corporate america ladder house marriage um, all the things that made my parents very happy. Then got uh, etch sketched my life by going to Burning Man in 28, that was 20 years ago, and went on a grand adventure, went deep down the rabbit hole of self-discovery and self-awareness, and became a seeker and became a teacher and became a student of life. And now, here at 48, 20 years later, I am a life coach, podcaster, business consultant, and author. And really, my my mission in life is to heal the chasm between men and women that have been going on for a long time by allowing men to feel and learn to deal with their emotions and understand their impact. So my mission is really to create a space for a man to evolve so he can then cross the chasm to be a great partner to powerful modern women. Wow. Yeah. Extremely, extremely in huge need uh, these days, I've watched a couple of your videos. I 100% agree that, uh, quite frankly, men are under attack these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to be a. Vi- we're not trying to, guys. We're not here saying that we're victims of any sort, um, because we're willing to do something about it. That's the difference in my mind, anyway. And you can correct me on your thought process, Robert, by all means. Um, but we're, you know, we're just not being able to be the men that we need to be. And there are so many reasons behind that in my mindset. What are your thoughts on that? What, where do you see all this coming from, Robert? 
Well, there's many, many, many reasons, and they're long and convoluted and historical. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a book I just read called Men on Strike by Helen Smith, um, which was really that thesis that men are quitting and giving up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah Rosen's uh, The End of Men, which is a powerful book about the evolution of the war against boys, Susanna Hoff, uh, another great book, and finally um, Men Interrupted. That's kind of your advanced story, but... Right. Man Interrupted by the guy who did the Stanford Prison Experiment, Philip Zimbardo, all describe the picture of this evolution from the 70s where women and girls, I use those terms deliberately, girls being under 18, women being above 18, uh, were given the space to grow and expand their skills in STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And across the board, they created programs for girls to uh, find new skills, which was amazing and needed and important. But they didn't offer the complementary programs for boys, which is really around emotional intelligence, communication, empathy, awareness. And what's happened is that girls and women um, have expanded and grown and taken over a lot of the places where men were used to run the show. Uh, you look at college entry, it used to be 65% men, 35% women. Those statistics are now switched. You look at the pay grade, which was $0.64 cents in the 80s for all women, is now just $0.93 cents for millennial women entering the workforce. And so the dynamic is significantly changing. The 2008 um, recession destroyed, I think, 6 million jobs that were predominantly male. And so all these things have significantly impacted the role of men, and the worst thing is that men are not given the space to ask questions, complain, um, you know, pout, <laughs> have their feelings. We're told to man up, you know, just fix it, you, you know, be a man, don't be a pussy, like all these things we're taught. And so it's a combination of the world shrinking in, not having the emotional intelligence to deal with it, and then not given the space just to say, I need help. Yeah. Yeah, wow, absolutely. And I, I can certainly attest to that having been, you know, in infantry units um, and working with men all over the world, quite frankly, in other nations and other uh, military uh, background and whatnot. But, um, yeah, you know, and you used the term, you said, you know, something about the, um, you know, men basically being beat down and, and not wanting to get back up. And that's one of the worst things I hate to see. I just cannot stand seeing a man beaten down and, and stay down. We all get beat down from time mm-hmm. to time. It's a matter of what you do with that. Uh, and we're going to get into that kick in the gut moment here in a minute because that's, you know, where we kind of talk about getting beaten down. But um, I've recently, over the last month and a half or so, and at the time of this recording, it's, you know, mid-June, and um, I spent, I've had the opportunity to spend some time with quite a few people uh, in homeless situations and in in hawaii specifically and a lot of them quite frankly they they are working they just um can't afford housing in hawaii it's a different situation but Mm. a lot of them are really beat down and there's men and women that are on the street uh contrary to popular belief it's just women stay hidden a little bit better uh than men men are usually out walking around begging and it's rare that you see women out there uh, and it's just there's so many different situations and so many different reasons why they ended up in that situation. But regardless of why they ended up there, uh, I just can't stand to see them being kicked down and stayed down. You know, that's mm-hmm. they, they, they just feel there's nothing. There's no hope. There's no way to get out of that. And it's right. part of what you're talking about here. Definitely. Definitely. And it's 
it's hard because men are prideful and men have belief in you know we're we're looked at like the privileged race and that is true there is the patriarchy we have been a hierarchical ascended position but we've also paid the price for it and again it's it's not like uh men have any right to complain and men should have the ability to complain mm -hmm. because when you keep your negative thoughts inside that's where the cancer comes from that's where the apathy comes from and so just the chance for men to be all themselves their full emotional self that is the missing piece for the modern man yeah wonderful absolutely wonderful so we i briefly talked about the uh, kick in the gut moment and this is where you know the, the we all have them it's a matter of what you do with that kick in the gut moment. So if you would, share that kick in the gut moment with us that really took you to your knees and uh, really make us feel that. Okay, I can do that. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories. So uh, it was March 20th, 1999. I was 29 years old. I was in a class around sexuality with my first wife. And she wanted to go. We weren't having a lot of sex. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. So I ended up in this circle with a teacher named Erwan Devan, who's still working today. And this probably 20 people uh, split between men and women, a lot of attractive women. And I was nervous because I'd never been in this position before. And then Erwan asked us to introduce ourselves and our reasons for being there. And so I went third or fourth and I just started to speak. And I just talked about myself and my feelings and my relationship to Carol. And then I finished and I thought like everyone would clap. You know, I thought the teacher would invite me to sit up on the sofa with him. I thought I nailed it. And instead he said, hey, do you know your wife is crying? And she was sitting right next to me. And I had so much attention on myself and so arrogant and chauvinistic and misogynistic that I had no absolute zero attention on her. And she was crying. She felt maybe for the first time the chance to let out how my words impacted her. And then the teacher did the most horrible thing. He said, who's next? And I got to sit there for the next hour and a half through the rest of the introductions, feeling the burn of my, really my arrogance. Mm. And I had two choices at that moment. Option number one was to stand up, throw you know my first wife over my shoulder and go back to the man cave. Option number two, the one I picked, was, okay, I'm going to stay and I'm going to learn. And my whole life changed in that one single moment. Wow. <laughs> Man, I can feel that one. Seriously, that's pretty deep. And I... um I got to say, I, you know, I was that I just had this conversation with my 18 year old just this weekend because I've been reunited with my family. I've been away from them for several months. And I said, man, you know, you're you're so much like I was at your age, just knew mm -hmm. every damn thing there was to know, period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, And now a year away from, you know, 50, a year away from 50. And I'm here and I know that I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. I, you know, one thing I do know for sure is I have a lot more to learn. Um, and um, but wow, yeah, I can I can definitely feel that I've had I've been at that level of arrogance. Uh, so what did you learn throughout the rest of that day? Well, my head was kind of foggy the rest of the day. <laughs> I felt like I just got punched, you know, I was punch drunk, basically, when it came mm -hmm. down to it. But I just leaned into it. I just really leaned into. All right, this is going to start. Uh, I made a commitment to do something called the Landmark Forum, which my wife had wanted me to go for a long time. 
I committed to taking on that teacher as a coach, and I committed to that, which was totally unexpected. But I really just committed to being like, okay, I, I don't know everything, to use your words. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to really communicate with my wife. I want to. And so why don't I just put my time and energy into it? And everything, like I said, changed from that position. My whole life path went from this numb and dumb, ignorant yuppie into, you know, bluntly the evolved man I've become, the teacher, the coach who understands women, who understands how things work, how, knows how to listen and know how to apologize. And it's, like I said, been a 20-year journey from those two poles and my life is so amazing. I've magnetized the most amazing relationship, but it really came down to that one second of choosing. I'm going to stay in the fire of my own fear and pain and disconnect, and I'm going to commit to learning and knowing. And it's been an epic life since that moment. So, you know, you're you know you're a coach, you're a teacher. And I totally respect that, and I really dig it. And and I am too. I consider myself a coach. I've been, you know, working with men in groups for many years, not as a professional level, but just as a man and and as a uh, army sergeant and mm-hmm. uh, army leader. But you know, when I'm walking through the mall or something like that, or I'm out in public, or even if I see if it, even if it's somebody an acquaintance or somebody that I know, and I just see the way that they're acting towards their spouse or towards their mm-hmm. kids. You know, I used to be this guy. I, I always want to just go up and just make a correction or pull them aside and say, hey, do you realize what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, is not getting you the result you think you want? You know, and, and you know, and there's so many ways you can go with that. But one is just not receptive. One thing I've learned to do through my mentors, actually, is to even professionally is say, would you care for some feedback? <laughs> you know, would you care for some coaching? Would you like some input? And chances sometimes they do, but if they don't, then they're not gonna they're not gonna listen to it anyway. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? How do you deal with that? How do you handle that? Because I know you see that all the time as well. Since you've got this higher sense of um, understanding, for sure, uh, I, you have to build what's called rapport if you want to be a good teach teacher or coach. Now that rapport could be just your face or your reputation. You know, you walk into Tony Robbins, he starts talking to you. He's going to have instant rapport because he's got the cred, if you like Tony Robbins, that is. Right. Um, yeah, he's just, he, he has that, you have that rapport instantly. For someone like me, without, without knowing that person or having an acquaintance, they don't really know who I am, then what happens is I need to take the time and energy on my part to build the rapport, to build the trust, and then get their overt agreement, like you said, with a simple question, but get the overt agreement that they want to learn. Uh, I met a guy this weekend. I was at a party, and he was he was hanging out with a friend of mine, a woman friend of mine, and he was just flubbing everything. I mean, forty six year old, never married, porn infested brain, just mm. just dumb, you know, mm-hmm. a nice guy, but just dumb. And so, you know, my friend was like, "Rob, can you teach him?" And I was like, "I don't know. Does he want to be taught?" And he's like, "What? What are you going to teach me?" In that attitude. And so I, I spoke to him for about 20 minutes and she spoke to him, you know, during the same time and he, he never surrendered to what I had to offer. And I'm like, listen, I'm a 300 buck an hour coach. I'm running a book. I know about this. I know there's a possibility she might sleep with you. Trust me. I seem the way she looks at you, but you have to trust. And he just didn't buy it. So in the end, you know, we left the conversation and he didn't get it. But you need to get that agreement. 
to transfer information. This isn't just, you know, man-man. This is anywhere. If you want to uh, offer your advice, build rapport, take the time to ensure that there are yes to your communication, then the chances of it landing increase significantly. Yes, absolutely. And that's the point I was getting at. I also had a... Um, over well over a year ago, about nine months into me doing this podcast and building the community, the Men of Abundance community, um, a spouse contacted me and she said, I, w- "I would love for you to be able to coach my husband." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, "Well, I would love to too, but <laughs> he's got to first buy into it. He's have him listen to a couple episodes of the show and you know read through the blog and stuff like that. I mean, see how that you know see if he resonates with that or resonates with me. And if not, I'll introduce him to somebody who maybe he can resonate with. Right, um, but." Even at the time, quite frankly, I wasn't even in a position to be coaching anybody. I didn't know how to do that. So uh, since then, I've you know hired mentors and coaches myself to uh, help me in this in this regard. So thanks for sharing that. It's really really important for us to understand that because many of us we really want to do. And, and when I say us, I'm meaning abundant leaders, men of abundance. Many of us that are listening to this show and these conversations and having these conversations, we really want better for our fellow man. And much of that is relationships. I have hands down relationships with your family will everything else just falls into place. Once you have that relationship, right, your business falls into place, your income falls into place, everything else falls into place. Once you understand that, get that relationship right at home. That's my Mm -hmm. experience anyway. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, how you do one thing informs everything else. Mm -hmm. So to to relate and interact well with a with a woman and a woman will teach you how to interact if she's willing. Mm-hmm. Like men and women have such different communication styles. More specifically, masculine and feminine have very different communication styles. We really communicate for different outcomes. So as a man, if you want to learn how to communicate, it's best to to watch and learn and understand her motivations and goals. Men's arrogance often will stop them from seeing. They're so stuck on what I call the, their level of abstraction, on the ladder of abstraction, that they're unwilling to change to be connected. They'd rather be right than connected. Mm. So the ability to shift and hear and, oh, really? And ask a question, humor and curiosity. There's all these communication techniques on how to find connection and, and learn how to speak to someone of a, of a different gender. There are being many, many genders these days. Yeah, absolutely. So Tough Love, what is that all about? Tough Love is my podcast. It's also my coaching technique <laughs> um, for <laughs> those who people who know me. Uh, tough Love is the kind of truth that's hard to hear. It's hard to say. It might burn coming into your system or out. And then once it's in, you might have a reaction. It might actually feel like your system's shaky, but afterwards there's a total relief because it's the kind of truth and it's infused with love so you guys can be more connected. You know, we've all had this hopefully with a great teacher, maybe a great coach, maybe a parental figure, someone who's just willing to tell you the truth that you resist, but once you actually hear it and incorporate it, your life gets better and better. That's the concept of tough love. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I mean, every time, when I'm, anytime I'm frustrated in a situation, when it comes down to it, when I really analyze the situation, I sit down and I think about it, it's because I'm not communicating right with the person that I'm frustrated with. Mm-hmm. The individual doesn't even really know I'm frustrated. Maybe they do, but they don't know why, because I mm-hmm. haven't expressed myself 
And, and that's where that tough love comes in, where I got to be one tough with myself and have those hard conversations. And then having that hard conversation with the individual I'm having a conversation with is tough in itself as well on that mm-hmm. individual to, to have that conversation, maybe with my 18 year old or one of my, you know, my older boy or, or anybody, or a co- or, uh, you know, uh, an employee or mm-hmm. a coworker, you know, it's just hard to have those conversations. But once it's all done, then like you said, the whole, just all that weight is lifted off of you and you realize, well, there was the frustration. That's where it was all coming from. Right. Well, we're trained in society to be mediocre communicators. We're taught to lie. We're taught to withhold. Mm. We're taught to give half-truths. We've moved to texting and uh, direct messaging, which has we've lost significant information in our communication. And we're also not sticking in it, especially men. You know, we're bailing when things get rough. We have the Tinder evolution where if things get rough in a relationship, we can just pick up our phone, launch the app, and then there's Mm. thousands of options you know, one swipe away. And so communication is becoming more and more uh, distant and less powerful. So, uh, and I think communication is the key to everything, every aspect of your life and your willingness to lean in and say, I'm going to tell you the truth. Would you like to hear it? Or there's something going on for me. That's where the intimacy comes from. It's not from buying the flowers or, you know, taking out the trash, though that helps. It's about revealing yourself, being vulnerable, being true. And in that, that's where the connection arises. Right. Absolutely. And what are some good news stories coming out of the work that you've been doing so far? I'm just a sucker for good news stories. I have a few. Um, I did a podcast last week. Uh, it it was uh, one of my biggest podcasts I've done so far in terms of their reach. And the woman host got triggered in the first three or four minutes. <laughs> And I thought, oh my God, I bombed this. <laughs> you know, like this is it. I blew my chance. I said one, you know, tough love thing, and I've totally destroyed this option to be on this podcast. And then we went on for another ninety minutes. So it was a ninety-minute interview with this woman triggered for the first half easily. And I was like, oh my God, okay, just stay true. You know what you're talking about. It be vulnerable, be real. And what happened, uh, you know, at the end of the podcast, she's like, okay, I have a lot to think about. And then she wrote me this beautiful email that this is the importance of gender dynamic conversations. Like what we had was an evolution of the anger between men and women and your willingness to take responsibility or, you know, your willingness to stay with me on this is, was epic. And so I think it might turn out to be one of my best interviews after this one, of course, um, where like just my willingness to stay in it change lives and that is a pretty amazing experience that is that is absolutely amazing experience and and kudos on you for that man that's pretty awesome <laughs> especially when you thought from the beginning that you've bombed it I, I dig those ones that i've had those experiences myself yeah it was a kind of bomb where i was just like i can't think i'm so uh, yeah. in my i'm so in my ego how much i screwed this up mm-hmm. I was like, no no come on back come on back you've been here before you've you know you've taught classes where you've said things like this and you have a point, just stay firm and open at the same time, your point will get across. And it did. That was the coolest yeah. part. She stayed connected too. It wasn't just me. Yeah. Her willingness to stay in the conversation changed both our lives. So it was super fun. So is this on her show or your show? That was her show. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely look forward to to hearing that for sure. So, brother, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Excellent.
Hey guys, I want to share with you my first book, No BS Business Breakthrough, How to Double Your Lead Conversions and Triple Your Revenue in Less Than 45 Minutes. This is basically the presentation that I give to a business owner when I'm first sitting down with them, getting to know them and letting them get to know me and know a little bit about my program and how I can show them how to unlock $10,000 and more in their business in just 45 minutes. And I assure you, this is child's play. This is very easy to do. This book is primarily for business owners. However, I want to point out to you that all of the proceeds of this book are going to the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation, founded by Lieutenant Colonel Retired John J. McDaniel. This program is so amazing. It's specifically for Purple Heart recipients. And what John does is he sets up hunting and fishing excursions all over the United States, and so far, I believe Alaska and Mexico, where they have done these excursions, these hunting and fishing trips, I mean, just elaborate hunting and fishing trips, all expenses paid for these Purple Heart recipients, breathing life back into their world and giving them a sense of purpose is more than just going out and hunting. They're sharing amazing life lessons with these men and women. Look, I just can't say enough about this program. I can't even express it as well as they can. So go to nobsbusinessbreakthrough.com. The link is going to be in the show notes if you can't write it down right now, but nobsbusinessbreakthrough.com. Check out the book. When you buy the book, all the proceeds are going to go to Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation. And I've also included the link on that page for the wounded uh, WWIF.org so that you can go there and check them out yourselves. Watch the video on the homepage. It's going to blow your mind. And listen, if you're not a business owner, chances are you know a business owner. So buy a couple of the books. Let the proceeds go to Wounded Warriors in Action and give the book away as a gift to a couple of business owners that you know. They will greatly thank you for it because the content in this book is spectacular. It will help them in their business. I personally greatly appreciate the purchase and Wounded Warriors in Action appreciates your purchase. And if you gift the book to a business owner that you know, I know for a fact they will thank you for it. Now let's get back to the conversation. So share with Men of Abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. First thing I always teach men is the concept of self-validation, uh, the ability to love and approve and self-validate. We're kind of external validation junkies, and so build your self-esteem. Uh, esteem is self-esteem is built upon esteemable acts, and so be willing to do the things that have you feel good about yourself, because you're much more attractive when you um, build your own self-esteem. Number one. Number two is listen more. Talk less, listen more, especially to women. We often want to be the center of attention. We want to uh, get the, the, the spotlight on us, and there's time for that for sure. But if you really want to know someone, listen more, ask interested questions with humor and curiosity, and just watch your life expand from that spot. And the third one would be to you know, up your level of truth-telling. Uh, if you have something that you're withholding from your partner, tell them. And I have a specific framework for that. Uh, and the framework really is about creating a safe space, you know, sitting down, looking in the eyes, holding their hands if it's appropriate, 
uh, apologizing for withholding, and then just let them into your world. Because the withholds, the things we're holding inside, those little white lies, those are the killers of relationships. That's the cancer of our society. So create a safe space for the truth to be told, and then watch your whole life change from that one truth. So just uh, speak one withheld truth and watch your life expand. Wow, that's extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. Guys, go back and listen to that again. Uh, and I would recommend going back and listening to that at least once a week over the next mm. month. Seriously, very, very powerful action steps, man. I love it. Thank you. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life, Robert? Um, the, one of the biggest thing is I, I have a personal trainer, and I was a fat kid growing up, and I've been plagued with body dysmorphia, uh, which basically means I do not have a very clear sense of my body. I know this about myself. I am in really good shape for a 48-year-old man. and uh, But when I don't work out, when I don't handle my diet, it tends to really mess with my self-esteem. Mm. So I've invested, you know, 24-hour fitness. You know, he's a great guy. It's a good gym. He takes care of me. He inspires me. And then from that daily habit, uh, my life has really expanded in the last six or seven months. So, you know, whatever your physical fitness or whatever your health or routine is, Put time and attention on it. Invest in it because I think it will pay back in spades. Wonderful. What would you recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? I mentioned several books in the beginning. The top one I'd recommend is a book called Man Interrupted by Philip Zimbardo, uh, which is a very science-based book. Uh, easy to read but very uh, a lot of statistics. And it really paints the picture of where men or boys, boys again below 18, are going. And there's things about obesity, there's things about porn, there's things about um, video game addiction. It's a really incredible book with practical concepts at the end. So one of the biggest, uh, best uh, books on the current state of men out there, uh, Man Interrupted by Philip Zimbardo. Well, yeah, I'll check that out. That sounds like right up my alley. I haven't even heard of that one yet. Yeah, for your son, you know, it yeah. just will give you insights into your sons and the young men. It's it's a hard read just to read because you're like, oh, my God, look what's happening. But mm. you'll get so educated from it. I highly, highly recommend it. Excellent. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? They don't think they deserve it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, why can't I have what I want? Oh, yeah, my foot's on the brake. Uh, you know, we're we're taught to live small and minimize ourselves. We're taught to fit in. That's part of society's credo. So, you know, my biggest question is uh, to work with the viewpoint, I don't deserve to be big, and to continue to tweak it and look at it and look at the motivations for it. So people don't go to abundance because they don't think they're worthy of it. And I can tell you, you are worthy of it. You are deserving of a full and abundant life, and it's you, not the circumstance. It's you with your foot on the brake, slowly gain the skills to lift your foot up and then live the life of your dreams. Man, thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. I have nothing to add to that. Hmm. What does living a life of abundance mean to you, Robert? Living, for me, uh, it's a couple things. One is living inside my integrity. Uh, we, we live in a society of disapproval. We live in a scarce society. And so for me to find abundance, I need to do things that are right inside my integrity. 
you know, honoring my business deals, keeping my commitments, ending conversations rather than ghosting, uh, being kind, looking, you know, really living my life not based on what other people expect me to be or not looking to get their approval, but living life inside of me and then making adjustments as I learn new things about myself. That's really the most important thing is just to live uh, knowing myself spending time researching and investigating you know i go to therapy i do other modalities for self uh research know yourself live inside that integrity and then that's where the abundance arises from man man i just can't say how that is so powerful guys this has been an amazing conversation robert super amazing very powerful information absolutely love it we're going to close this up but before we do what do we not talk about that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today what I usually say at the end of the show is, uh, you know, men, people listening, you're doing it right. You know, we're taught we're messing up life. Part of that society disapproval. We, you know, we're too short, we're too fat, we're too slow, we're too lazy. But my viewpoint is you're doing it right. And then from that place of living life right, you can always get better. You can't go from bad to better. You can just go from bad to good. So start your life that you're doing good, you're doing well, and then make your life better. Then your letter better becomes your good, and then you get better. So if you spend more time beating yourself up than actually working on yourself, guess where you go? You go down. You know, you spiral down. Take all the energy you're beating yourself up with and flip it and turn it into one of self-love, self-empowerment, and watch your whole life change. Man. Excellent. Excellent. So how can we reach you? How you guys want to get more of you? They want to find out more about you, get more into your programs, your books, all that stuff. Where can we uh, go to get that? My hub is my website, robertcandell.com. Just launched yesterday, actually. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, my That's book, why I haven't found it. <laughs> yeah, just yesterday. Um, it's uh, The book will be arriving November 5th. The book is called Unhidden, A Book for Men and Those Confused by Them pre-order and i'll send you lots of fun things into why we wait uh, i have a podcast i'm doing communication courses uh, across the nation starting off with los angeles new york in the fall uh, there's videos like everything is at robertcandell.com including my information about how to find my social media outstanding absolutely love it we're gonna have all of that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com go there and check that out guys robert again thanks so much for the, your time your wisdom the conversation man just go out and live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward i totally dig it thank you so much i really appreciate being on your show all right guys here's my action task for you guys today figure out a way that you can give back to men and boys in your community there are many, many different ways. Just to name a few, take some time, take a day off work, volunteer. Some of these schools, you have to volunteer ahead of time. You have to fill out some paperwork to get on the volunteer list. They have to do some background checks, make sure you're cool and all this kind of stuff. And be prepared so that you can volunteer and go out on a couple of the outings with your kids, whether they're boys or girls, because the boys in the school are going to see you there. We need to see more men involved in our schools. There are other things, many other things you can do within the community. If you have a community pool, go hang out at the pool. You certainly have a community park. I'm always amazed when I'm at the park during the day or even on the weekend, whether it's during the week or on the weekend, and the younger kids are there, and there's school-age kids there and younger that are there without their parents, without either parent. Usually the mom is there. 
almost every time. But many kids are at the park without any adult supervision. I sure, I, I'm assuming that the parents, the mother or the father, is inside the house and has eye of, line of sight on their child. But many times, I can assure you, they do not. Because when I see the kid get injured or hurt, start screaming, they're screaming for mom and dad, I'm usually the one that's there to pick them up, tell them it's okay, dust them off, and send them back out to play with the kids. That's all they want. That's all they need. Be that person in your community that is there for those kids. Be careful when you do this. Trust me. All right. Now, I want you to come up with your own ideas. I know many of you have so many ideas. I do too. I don't want to share them all here. I want to have this conversation in the Men of Abundance community. If you are not a member of the Men of Abundance community on Facebook, then get access. Just go to menofabundance.com forward slash members or click on the members only tab at the top of any one of the pages at Men of Abundance so that you can get access to the Men of Abundance community where we can have these conversations. All right, guys, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward.